my sermon today will not be very long because Jim has already preached half of it. Right here with the children. Amen. And that was very nice. Thank you, Jim, for helping me out. It's a joy uh, for me also to wish you a happy 4th of July. Tomorrow we celebrate the Independence Day, which was obtained 44, not just given, on 4th of July, 1776. And if you are a good mathematician, you can see that is over 200, probably tomorrow to be 246 years since we got independence. And this church, and in America as a whole, all we can say is thus far, thus far, our Lord Jehovah Jireh has taken us. Amen? Amen? Thus far, since 1776 to date, and we are celebrating tomorrow, thus far, our Lord Jehovah Jireh has uh, taken us that far. Because when the pilgrims, it's just a short stuff, the pilgrims, when they now landed at Plymouth, you all know this, they knelt down on the shore, they knelt down, and they thanked God for providing unto them a new country, a new land, all the way from Britain. And after that, our founding fathers of the United States of America wrote their faith in the Constitution of America. They wrote their faith in the Constitution of America and they stamped the words, in God we trust. In God we trust. They put that in the coins and it is also in our paper dollars. But even as we do all those stuff, it's good to remember that in Psalms 33 and verse 12, the Bible tells us, Blessed is the nation that the Lord God is their God. And we should never divert from that. Therefore, as children of God, even as we celebrate Independence Day, let us remember, blessed is the nation, blessed is the nation whose God is Lord. Amen. Jehovah Jireh, as you can see, our title of the sermon today, has provided this nation with so many things, great resources, great power, many beautiful things, and even very beautiful people like you. God has provided all this land with this. Vegetation, like what was read here. This, the, the children's sermon was all my 
sermon. And I, oh, hallelujah. This is spirit divine given. Amen. I was not with Jim when he was selecting this. So I'm glad that this is, has happened because God provided. So this message on Jehovah Jireh, these words were uttered first. The words Jehovah Jireh. They were uttered the very first time by Father Abraham. He is the one who came up with this word, with these words. And we shall see that as we continue with the sermon. You know, Abraham, our father of faith, and we just celebrated the Father's Day a few weeks ago, had so many tests in his life and so many promises at the same time. But let's see just three promises that God really uh, gave to Abraham. One of them is found in Genesis 15 and verse 5. And he took Abraham outside. God took Abraham outside. And he told him, now look at the sky. Look into the heavens. After Abraham came out and he looked at the heavens, God told him, count the stars. Count the stars. That was a difficult task. Count the stars. And he said, if you are able to count them, and he said, so shall be your descendants. In other words, your descendants will be as many as the stars in heaven. That's the first promise. One of the promises. You know, for myself, one day I counted the stars. I said, I'm going to count today. I was in Kenya. I don't know where that mind came from. But I said, I'm going to count the stars today. And I went out. I looked into the heavens. I was all alone. And I started counting, make sure, making sure I don't repeat. I don't count one star twice. So I looked up. And according to the best of my knowledge, I counted up to 22 stars and I was lost. I counted 22. I don't know how many you can count. You go tonight and count the stars. I could not count them because there are so many, they are so close together. And someone told me that the stars, the stars you see there are the street lights of heaven. I don't know how true it is, but that is what somebody was telling me. Those stars are the street lights of heaven. The second one, the second um, promise was in verse 17, in verse 1 of Genesis 17, your wife Sarah will bear you a son and you shall call him Isaac. That's another promise. Your wife Sarah will bear a son and you shall call his name Isaac. And they both laughed. Abraham laughed because he was already 99 years old when God is bringing him this promise. 99 years old. So if someone is here who is not 99 or you are nearing 99, 
know that everything is not over until it is over. Amen? Abraham was 99. And then on Genesis 21 verse 12, God promises Abraham, your son Isaac, through your son Isaac, your name shall be multiplied. See all those nice promises? Very nice promises. Can you imagine God promising you about your child? Your child will be like this, your child will be like this. It's beautiful. And Abraham was so happy because of these nice promises. And finally, after 25 years of waiting, 25 years of waiting, God became gracious to Sarah. And Sarah bore a son of promise, as God had said. And when the child was born, they named him Isaac. And the name Isaac means laughter. The word Isaac means laughter. Remember, they laughed when the promise was given. And if Abraham was 99, when the promise was being given, so when the child was born, well, how old would you think he was? Nine months, he was now a hundred years. Isaac was born when Abraham was already a hundred years old. But now the story begins here of this word Jehovah Jireh. I want you to notice two things, two, two things in this reading that we just got. In verse 1, in verse 1 of Genesis 22, God tells Abraham, he tests Abraham and tells him, Abraham, now take your son. After all these nice promises, after all this laughter, after all this, I don't know what you call it, baby showers and whatever, now it is this. The son has grown from 5, 3, 10, almost 15 years old there. When things are so nice and Abraham and Sarah are at their best, seeing their son walking up and down, doing stuff, now God comes back again and tells Abraham, Abraham, take your son, the one that you love and go to Moriah, Mount Moriah, and there sacrifice him for me. After all these nice promises. But please, I want you to notice two things here as children of God. One is that God does not give any explanation he didn't give any explanation to Abraham as to why he should sacrifice his son. He didn't explain. He didn't say, take your child because, la, 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 la. no, take your son, go. And Abraham noticed the second thing that when Abraham received this tough test of faith, he did not argue with God. 
He did not complain. He did not go asking for advice from people. God has told me this, what do you think? God has said this, what do you think? Is it right? He didn't go to people to ask for any advice or advice. He just took his son and he, two young men and he went to Moria as God has promised. No word of objection is mentioned in this text. So, Father Abraham honored this very, very overwhelming command. He just honored it and he went. But please, I want you to picture this. You are given a son or a daughter for this matter and you are promised all these nice things. I'm telling you now, you think about it. You, you, yourself. And then God, when the child is just 15 years, God tells you, go and sacrifice this son for me. How would you feel? I was just imagining, or just imagine, what was going on in the mind of Abraham. Because this was a very, very difficult task. Impossible task. Fearful task. Frustrating task. And impossible. But Abraham honored it. But imagine that moment. Imagine that moment when he's now told his two servants, stay here and I go with my son, we will be back. So he gave his son the wood and Abraham carried the fire and the knife. Think about it. If it were you, what would you have said? If it were me, what would, be, would I have said? In our American culture, if I were to go by that, we would have told God, Lord, take me, leave my son alone. After all, I'm done with life. I've seen too much. This guy is just 15. I'm 99, or I'm 70, or I'm 50, or whatever age. But Abraham didn't ask all those questions. It was difficult. And verse 7 will make you cry. Next. Verse 7. Listen to this. And Isaac called unto his father. He said, Father. And the father said, Yes, his son. And the son said, Daddy, Daddy, this is the fire and this is the wood. Where is the burnt offering? Where is the burnt offering, Daddy? We are working with you. We are going to do a burnt offering to God. And this is the fire and this is the wood. Where is the burnt offering, my dad? What do you think Abraham was feeling at that moment? In himself. Abraham answered his son and said, or replied and said, My son, God will provide for himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them journeyed 
together. And after all the preparations were done, Abraham laid his son there, lifted the knife to go and now slaughter the son. Because he is obeying God's command, no matter how overwhelming the command was. Just as he lifted the knife to strike, to kill his own blood, his own son, that is when he had the voice, as it was read very well here. He had the voice from heaven, and the, the voice said, Abraham, Abraham, do not harm your son. And Abraham looked unto heaven, he looked sideways, and at the back, there was a ram caught in the thicket. Hallelujah. Listen here. They were looking for a lamb offering, lamb, L-A-M-B, but now they did not find a lamb. God has provided a ram, R-A-M. The difference between a lamb with an L and a ram with an R is that lambs are smaller. God provided something big for a sacrifice. A ram. I don't know whether you know what I'm talking about. You get, I hope many of you here can see that you know what a ram looks like. Those who, the ones who, who, who fight like this, you go back a little bit and go back, then they... Those are what we call rams. And that is what God provided. Lambs with a nail do not even have those horns. Amen? So God provided for himself something big, something good, something nice for his sacrifice. And when God produced this thing, that is where God revealed himself as the one who provides. God revealed himself as the one who, the one who provides. And that is where Abraham slaughtered the ram for the burnt offering for God. And he named that place, Mount Mori, there, where they were. He named that place Jehovah Jireh, which means because God provides or because God has provided. That is where the name Jehovah Jireh came from. The Lord provides. And even us today, we are here to say our Jehovah Jireh provides for us. He provided for those people, Abraham, and now he is also providing unto us. Regardless of how many tests we go through, like Abraham, maybe not even half of it, the storms in life, in life, afflictions that we face, COVID waves that come amongst us, God is always with us. He is God, our healer, Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Amen. And when God asks us for some small stuff, like 10%, you are tithe. Why do we hold back? Why do we hold back? Yet he is the one who provides for us. 
What a set that we have that we were not given anyway. Psalms 24 verse 1 says, The world belongs to God and everything therein belongs to him. I was happy when Jim was asking the children, what did God, what did God make? What is in the world? And they started with fish, vegetation, I don't know what, small, small animals, big animals, la 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 la, and also human beings like us. We belong to God. And everything that we have, it is God who has given us. When he asked just for our time to come on Sunday and worship him, why stay at home? That's a little thing. Come from home, come to church, maybe an hour or one and a half, and go back home and worship your God. Simple request from God. God has provided us with so much. So much. Even the food we eat. If you took breakfast this morning, it's God who provided. You're going to eat lunch, God will provide. Dinner tonight, God will provide. Maybe it will be fish or something else. But God will provide. Because our God, Jehovah Jireh, is our provider. And he provides for us so that we will never go hungry. In John chapter 21, the one that uh, our friend read with the children, it was at the Sea of Tiberias. In other words, it's called the Sea of Galilee. Tiberias and Galilee are the same seas. And of course, in the morning, like they was told, they just early in the morning, Jesus was just at the show. These guys had spent the whole night fishing, and they caught what? Nothing. And Jesus asked them, children, do you have something to eat? And they said, no something to eat. And Jesus told them, cast the net on the right side. Cast the net on the right side. And they did not ask a question. Just like Abraham, they did not ask Jesus a question. We have done this so many times, we have cast this side, we have cast this side, the whole night. Jesus, do you think you are just trying one side? Some people are throwing the net this way, others are throwing this way, but we caught nothing. They did not raise any objections. Just like Abraham, who was told to go and sacrifice, and God gave no explanation. Jesus gives no explanation. Cast the net on the other side. And when they obeyed, because obedience is better than sacrifice, when they obeyed and they threw the net on the other side, on the right side, they caught so many fish, they could not even pull the fish. And when they counted the fish, because the fish was, were counted, there were 153 fish. Large ones. Big ones. Big fish. That's why they could not even pull out. 153. And remember one time, they didn't know who this is. They didn't know who he was, the disciples. But the number 153 in Hebrew, because every letter in Hebrew has a meaning, 
the 1,553 fish means Ani Elohim. Ani Elohim. I am God. I am God. I am not a ghost. I am God. Jehovah Jireh, the provider. Amen. So God provided fish unto his disciples, and they ate, and God again now reveals himself as our provider. He revealed himself at, the, at Mount Moriah with Abraham, and now he has revealed himself with the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. The ram was so big and so huge, and now the fish were so many. Ani Elohim, I am God. Our God, Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Remember how God has provided unto this church. Do you remember when you were doing the renovations here? How costly it was. So beautiful now looking. God provided unto us. God provided unto you resources to do all these renovations. Because God, Jehovah Jireh, is our provider. And we didn't go hungry. We were not broke because we did this. God provided unto us. Therefore, when we are saying Jehovah Jireh, remember we are referring to God as God who provides. And he will provide unto us. Even now when the gas is expensive, God is still providing unto us. Amen? And God will still keep on providing. God provided for Daniel when he was in the lion's den. Remember that? He also came through for David when Goliath was mocking the children of Israel. He gave manna to the children of Israel. He provided manna in the desert and water from the rocks. If you remember these things. And even he provided one day to a widow who had nothing left to eat except a very little oil. But God provided. And even when the armies attacked Israel, he provided Gideon with only 300 men. But until, it is not until we keep our faith in God, until we trust in God, like Abraham, without asking questions, no rejections, no explanations, trust God, you don't have to care, you don't have to answer, you don't have to do anything, just trust in God. Have faith in God, and He will provide for us. Therefore, we will only be provided. There's a condition here. Only if we put our trust and faith in Him. Ani Elohim. He is God. Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Our promise keeper. Our all in our all. Amen.